Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Michael Moore, and I'm uh, coming to you inside my apartment in my podcast studio. I wanted to talk to you. I want to tell you what I know. I've been in contact for pretty much the last four hours with the congressman uh, from Flint, Michigan, Daniel Kildee. And it started actually back around a little after one o'clock. He uh, informed me that uh, these uh, this mob had broken into the Capitol building, had broken into some of the House office buildings, and they were, in fact, and this is, a, this is around just before 1.30, I think, uh, this afternoon, and I immediately turned on the cable news, and they were nothing, nothing. Chuck Todd and MSNBC was waxing poetic about Mitch McConnell's great uh, speech on the floor of the uh, U.S. Senate, and uh, only when I turned on Fox, which would naturally, of course, be the network of the coup, uh, they were right on it. They had cameras with the protesters, who they called protesters at that time. I wish the networks would quit calling them protesters. I see MSNBC, they're finally calling them a mob or rioters. Uh, this is a, a Trump terrorist mob. They have taken over the Capitol building. It wasn't hard because there was no resistance. There were very, very few Capitol Police on duty for some reason. And they just went in by the thousands now and have uh, taken the place over, our Capitol building. And um, they have, they've been trying to climb up to the top, get up to the top of the building, been trying to uh, take down the American flag. And, and they've got a Trump flag, a blue Trump flag that they want to put up there. They somehow commandeered the um, mechanism that they use, you know, for window washers, the the thing that goes up and down. Uh, they got on that and they got up a couple of floors on the Capitol building, operating it, you know, mechanically. There's a lot of things like that right now at the Capitol building because the inauguration is two weeks from today. And so uh, there are uh, camera towers. They've commandeered those. They've taken over the camera towers. They've been rappelling up the walls. Uh, you'll see pictures of this if you haven't seen them already. It's it 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 does not look random. It does not look unplanned. Trump had a big rally with all of them down at the Washington Monument. Got them all fired up. Told them a crime was being committed. He won the election. It's been it's rigged. It's a fraud. It's stolen. Got them all fired up. And then he attacked Pence because Pence had said that. Uh, well, he wasn't sure at the time whether Pence was going to go along with this. And as I heard it, shortly after the rally, word got through, went through the crowd that Pence had, in fact, said that he was not going to stop uh, the counting of the electoral votes. That was put out to the crowd to incite them. When this is all over, and again, remember, we're only four hours into this, but for the last four hours, I've been uh, on the phone on the phone with Congressman Kildee uh, and talking to other people uh, in the know. And uh, this does not seem like something that was just random. Uh, so we don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out even if the Pence, the Pence announcement that he wasn't going to support Trump was used to incite the crowd because they started rushing down Pennsylvania Avenue, down Constitution Avenue from the Washington Monument to the Capitol building. And when they got there, they just burst right in. Nobody stopped them. 
There was nothing, no, nobody was blocked, no shots were fired, nothing. So I got this, um, I got my first text from Congressman Kildee here, I see, I was at 132, and he says that they've broken in. They broke it in. They're in. The mob is in. And then one of the members of the mob broke the glass window on the doors, the actual doors that lead in to the House chamber. Uh, other mobsters were over at the Senate side. They broke in. One of them went up and went up on the podium and grabbed the gavel. And the whole, just another, another one was climbing down from the balcony. You'll see these pictures if you haven't already. And most of the members of Congress ran. Uh, they have these so-called hoods that are under their seat in case of terrorism. They're essentially you know, gas masks and whatever. And of the 435 members of Congress and their staff, they got out of there and they went to secure locations, closets, wherever. Um, Congressman Kildee was one of about 30 who decided uh, not to not to run and not to uh, and to stay, which was very brave. And they all made a decision to take their congressional pin off that signifies them as a member of Congress. So that once once the uh, the terrorists got in, they maybe they may not be able to know who was a member of Congress and who wasn't, because that's the thing that tells you who's a member of Congress. So they all took they all took that off, and then they went. Uh, shots were fired. Dan is uh, Dan Kildee, the congressman, is texting me all this at the time, um, he's laying face down, flat on the floor of our United States Congress in fear of his life, but not retreating, <laughs> staying there. <laughs> I've known him since high school. He was a well-known well hockey player in high school in Flint. He texts me, and this is almost an hour later, he texts me because I'm telling him I'm watching this I'm watching it all on, on Fox News. He texts me, he says, he says, can you see if the National Guard has arrived? He's inside in fear of his life, taking cover. Shots are being fired. There's hardly any police around, completely uh, 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 overwhelmed, undermanned, underwomaned. And he's asking me, I'm watching this on TV. He is a member of Congress and he's asking me, can you see if the National Guard is there. And I wrote back and I said, no, I see no National Guard. I think they'd somehow been told that the Guard was on its way, but of course the Guard wasn't on its way because, because D.C. isn't a state. The mayor can't order the National Guard. And we'll find out what happened here because I've already seen some early reports. Trump was monitoring this and not sending in the National Guard. Now in the last hour, we've learned that the mayor of D.C. has called and, and essentially begged the governor of Virginia next door to please send in his National Guard, Governor Northam, and and he is doing that right now. And the and the governor of Maryland next door is sending in state police. Because in our own nation's capital, the mayor has little power and cannot even protect the people who are our representatives in the United States Senate and Congress. And I'm reading this from Congressman Kildee and I'm like, what, what can I do? The guard, no, there's no guard. There's no guard out there. There's no guard coming, you know, back a couple hours ago. Angry, thinking about how if this was Black Lives Matter, if this was, you know what I'm talking about. Well, if they would have all been shot, first of all. They never would have got in the building. 
Every single one of them would have been shot. There's some reports that some of these, these, some of this mob are armed. We don't know the shots that are being fired, if they're being shot, fired by police or by the, uh, the Trump supporters. I asked Dan, Congressman Kildee, uh, I texted him. And I asked him to please stay safe. We're very good friends, as I've mentioned. Um, he's a couple years younger than me. It goes back to high school times. And um, I've been very upset and angry. Sorry to have to personalize it like this because I'm angry at the whole, the whole kit and caboodle of this. You know, reports are coming in that that these Trump supporters are storming the state houses in Georgia, uh, Texas, Kansas, Utah. I can't give you any confirmation in this, so we'll learn this later tonight, hopefully, with our news media, um, what exactly is is uh, going on. But um, it uh, it's just so. I mean, people have been texting me. In fact, friends of mine who are currently texting me because I see your text coming in. I can't I can't answer it right now. In fact, it blocks half the screen. So I forgot to turn off the notification thing before I started this. So my, I apologize for that. I am reading um, many of your comments here. Uh, so thank you for all of you who are feeling very much uh, the same way. There's going to have to be an investigation to find out how they were so easily able to enter the Capitol building. Who planned this? Was Trump in on it? Was he aware of it? He's. They finally just got him to, to do a, a short video where he's telling people, I want peace and you should go home. But he does it. But he does the whole thing. The whole that's like 10 seconds. And the other five minutes is this election was stolen from us. You're not wrong. You should be upset. I feel your pain. This is what he just said to, to these people who are who have taken siege of our United States Capitol. I know my history fairly well. Other than the War of 1812, where the, the, the British seized uh, the, uh, the Capitol and burned down the White House, while there have been incidents of violence at the Capitol a few times over these 200-plus years, I know of no time when literally a mob, a group of terrorists, have been so easily able to enter and take the place over and are still holding it right now as we speak. I'm, I, I'm trying to watch my language here because I am a pacifist. I'm a peaceful person. I do not believe in violence. I believe in self-defense. Um, I, there is a coup underway. Now, who's behind this? Who's approved it? Who has turned their head the other way? Uh, we don't know. But this is a coup. This is an actual coup. And, and I know of no time in our history where this has happened. Other than the War of 1812, where our Capitol or our White House has been taken over. And that's the situation we're in right now. We just we went for at least three plus hours without seeing or hearing from Joe Biden. Um, and I, again, was very worried. And I kept asking online, where is he? Is he safe? Is he safe? Kamala Harris is not safe. Kamala Harris was there when this started, in there, because she's still a senator. So she's there participating in the certification of the Electoral College vote. I assume somebody got her out of there. They certainly got Pence out of there. Trump certainly wasn't worried about P Pence's safety. In fact, he said at his rally he was going to be very mad 
at Pence for participating in what he constitutionally was required to do today, which is to uh, preside over the certification of Joe Biden. Biden came out finally in front of the microphones about an hour ago. And, uh, and I'm, I'm wearing, it's the first time I've worn this hat. Somebody gave this to me before the election. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it in large part because I want him to be safe. I want him protected. There is a coup underway. And he came out and, you know, he gave the sort of same kind of gentle, decent, decent guy speech. He called upon Trump to address the American people. That, you know, 20 minutes later, we got that five-minute video from Trump that was just reiterating the fact that uh, he won the election and he doesn't plan uh, really on going anywhere at the moment. You know, people like myself, I don't know, I'm so mad at this. You've heard me. You, Those of you who follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, who listen to my Rumble podcast every week, I've been saying this. I've been saying it since 2017. I've been saying it since his inauguration that this man is not to be trusted and he'll never leave. He'll never leave the White House. Um, when I had my, my show I did back in 2017 on Broadway, I had a whole section on this, on him not leaving. And, you know, I've had to listen to people tell me through these years, good people, Mike, Mike, you know, calm down, it's... That's not going to happen. <laughs> the United States of America. Yes, Trump is crazy, but you know this. And um, the more when I have been allowed to be on cable news, uh, the more I would say it or suggest it, the more uh, nervous it made certain people. Some hosts didn't give up on what I was trying to say, and gave me the microphone and the voice to be able to say, to warn the American people that we're in deep, deep, deep trouble. And even if we win in 2020, and I'm, I'm not the only one who's been saying this. Others uh, have been trying to say this and people haven't been listening. Um, and now here we are. We had over 140 members of the House today enter the House of Representatives saying that they were going to participate in an act of sedition. They were going to try to stop the legal and legitimate vote of the American people from taking place and making Joe Biden president. 140 plus Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives signed on to that. And at least 16 senators. It's an act of treason almost. I mean, I don't like to say that because I believe in free speech. I believe you should... Say exactly how you feel if you think that's what you think that's, you know, but still, man, they're ready to vote. And the, and the debate had just started. They got to Arizona. They were calling the states by, and once the Arizona tally was given, the Arizona voted for Biden. The Republicans stood up and objected. It was stopped, and then they had to debate. The Republicans stood up and cheered, cheered the sedition. What are we going to do with them when this is over? I heard, I heard some Democrats are saying they want to continue this tonight. They want to get the mob out of the building and go on. And, then, of course, that is the right thinking. Never, ever let the terrorists win. 
So yes, that would be great if that happened. It may not happen. There are tens of thousands of these Trump terrorists inside the building, outside the building. They're surrounding it. I got to tell you, you know, I've filmed a lot there at the Capitol building. It's very hard to get in, very hard to get uh, a, a backpack or a, a camera case through, very, very hard. And they're all up there. They're all around. They're surrounding it. They're climbing up a couple of floors. And as I said, that one of their goals is to take down our American flag that, that flies above the Capitol and replace it with a Trump flag. Don't be fooled by these, these so-called patriots. They've never really been patriots. They hate this country. They hate this country because it's no longer the white man's country. The white man doesn't rule anymore. It has to share power. And soon it will have to give up the power because white men will no longer hold that majority and hold that power. And this frightens them. Their form of white supremacy, they don't wear Klan robes. They don't burn crosses. They're just everyday Americans who like it white and nice. And uh, that's really, at the, I think, the core of their anger. They know what the country's become. It's more diverse. We just, we just swore in a record number of women into our House of Representatives. Still not enough, though. I mean, everybody's really happy. We got 28% of, con- of Congress of the House now. Are, are women, 28%. Women are 51 to 52% of the population, but hey, we got, they represent 28% of the power. We got a ways to go here, folks, and they know it, and that's why they've taken over this building, and that's why they've stopped the proceedings to officially make Joe Biden the next president of the United States. I'm just reading some of your comments here. Um, can anybody tell me, has there been any reports that Kamala Harris is safe? Because the last time I saw her on the screen, she was in the building. Um, yeah, just I'll try to catch it if somebody can type that uh, to me here. It's um, so um, Congressman Kildee represents Flint, grew up in Flint, still lives in Flint. He said He said to me, I have to tell you. This is the first time I've ever been caught in gunfire, in the middle of gunfire. He's from Flint. I mean, just think about that. For anybody, any of us from Flint, Detroit, whatever, the level of poverty and the level of despair over the years, the amount of police shootings of unarmed people, it's quite a statement. They would often write that in the paper in Flint when some kid, some soldier would come back in a box from Iraq or Afghanistan. The irony that they had survived Flint, Michigan, they'd survived Detroit, but would die in Iraq or Afghanistan. And that Dan Kildee, who I believe is still inside the building, the National Guard, when I came in, when I started this, had, from Virginia, had not arrived yet. All right, somebody just said that uh, Kamala Harris posted on her Facebook seven minutes ago that she's fine. I have a couple of other friends, too, that uh, in Congress that have been posting that they're fine. And I, I just I want to write them and say, no, you're not. I mean, I, I know you want to let your family know that you're alive and you're safe and or whatever. But 
this mob, this group of terrorists, some of them reportedly armed, are still there. The, the, all the police that need to get in there can't make their way in there. I don't know what the guard's going to do, but I have to tell you, I don't know these Republicans, my friends. I'm sorry. We have to stop this. We have to stop them. We have to get people to stop voting for them. They, they were not always like this. We disagreed with them, but they are, they are behind this. Trump is behind this. I mean, they didn't necessarily sit down last night at the uh, kitchen table and plot the whole thing out, but they have ignited this flame. They have stoked it for years. This was always going to be the logical conclusion. Those of you who are writing here saying, you know, that you're stunned and um, uh, you can't believe this has happened. No, I, I know you don't believe that. I know you don't believe that. You can't believe it hasn't happened. Of course you believe it. Of course you knew this is what was going to happen. This was always going to happen, especially once Trump got in there. We are a violent nation. We invade countries. We've caused so much death and destruction around the world. We pull out of the climate accord so we can cause even more death and destruction around the world, not with guns and bomber planes, but, but with our environment and what we do to our environment. It, you know, it just... There are probably people watching this now in other countries thinking, well, Mike, there's your comeuppance. You, you get what you deserve. And, well, I don't know. Nobody deserves this. I don't want to believe that, even though I know the truth in that statement, that we've created our own karma here. You know what's going to happen. Let me just, let me lay this out for the right-wingers who are tuning into this. It's not going to work. And you will not hold power again in our lifetime for what you've done this week, for how you've behaved before the election and after the election. You've lost so many of your people they will never vote for you again. I hope this is your end. I don't want to live in a one-party country. We need two parties. We need three parties. We need four parties. <laughs> I mean, we should have whatever many parties we should have that represents the various spectrum of political thinking in this country. But you, you specifically right now, you Republicans, you've played an evil hand and the American people will never support you again like this. And I know some of you are saying, yeah, but Mike, you know, Trump got 74 million votes. That's not nothing. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Um, that will change. It may take a little while. But remember, they're always going to be on the losing end. They will never have as many people as we have because of who they are, what they believe in. And this is a country, this is becoming a country that's also, I mean, the average age of the people in this country is 36 years old. Young people who are not haters, who aren't bigots, who don't believe in white supremacy. I'm not saying there aren't some that do, obviously there are. But we already know, those of us, the boomers, the older generations, whatever, we've raised a good group of kids 
who are now adults. And um, in these next four years, as Biden is president, in these just these next four years, uh, the demographics show that 16 million more young people who are now between the ages of 14 and 17 will turn 18, will be voters by the next election. 16 more, 16 million more young people and more black citizens and more Hispanic and Latino citizens and more Asian and the whole gamut. White people, it's not, it's not going your way, which is a good thing. We, we, the diversity makes us better. Don't fear it. Embrace it. To those of you who support this siege right now, this coup, we will have to deal with you. Those who were participants, those who are leaders of it, you are going to be dealt with. And I encourage, I beg President Biden, do not pull back from that. Do not kumbaya this moment. Yes, always reach out to everyone because you are the president of all Americans as you remind us. But do not pull back. The lesson isn't learned. If there are not consequences to the actions that were taken today, we will see this happen not only again, it will be worse. So President Biden, as you left the brief statement that you made and a reporter shouted out a question, and I didn't hear your first words because they didn't have the microphone quite on, but you shouted out the end of it and you said, you screamed, enough is enough. And then you said it again, enough is enough. That's the Joe Biden we need. You have to protect us from the crazies or this will happen again and again and again. They need to know they will be met with consequences. The people watching this right now, are you with me on this? Yes, I can, <laughs> I can see your comments here. Um, don't be afraid of those 74 million. It's a lot. Some will change over the years. They'll realize their way, that way, wasn't really a good way. Um, they're kids. If we make sure during the Biden years and beyond that, that the um, children of this country have great schools to go to, and if they're educated, if they have books to read, if we support our libraries, if we make sure they're open seven days a week and full of books, the more they learn, the more they read, the more intelligent they become, the more we win. They're not going to be wearing red MAGA hats. They'll be embarrassed by their parents and their grandparents' behavior in the years to come. And they will not, they will not be that. The majority of them will not be that. So if we do our job to make sure that the youth, and if we do our job to make sure that young adults have good jobs, that we restore the middle class with good pay, with no college debt, with no debt at all if you get sick, none. If we do these basic things, we will win over even more of that group of people. 
and they'll see that this is the right way. We don't have a choice, really, do we? Because we're not going to do to them what they would do to us. If we took over the Trump building, the Trump White House, the Reagan White House, if we had done any of that during that time, and the only thing when you realize, you watch the footage today, how great it is to be white, isn't it? As long as they're white and they're carrying those American flags and the Trump flags, no cop was going to open fire. There were no rubber bullets. After a couple of hours, there was some tear gas. That was it. I have to feel for the Capitol Police. Somebody put them in an awful, scary position. There's footage of them running. There's footage of them running from the terrorists inside the Capitol building because they were, they were outnumbered. And they knew they knew that these assholes had guns. You know, the same ones who like to yell, blue lives matter, support the police, don't defund the police. And then when they encounter the police, they seek to injure the police who are trying to protect our building. That's who they really are. Don't ever be fooled by any of this patriotic nonsense. They hate the country. They hate what the country's become. They, 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 uh, they despise their fellow Americans. And right now, we should, what we should be doing right now is saving lives. Record numbers of people that are dying because of COVID. Record numbers of people who are getting sick. We should be talking about how we just picked up two Senate seats in Georgia. It's probably how history will write this. Hours after Biden and the Democrats won the United States Senate and took over two seats in the Deep South, white people land, Confederacy, took over two Republican seats, were voted out by the people of Georgia. The people of Georgia voted out the Republicans, both of them holding incumbent positions. One was a special uh, appointment, but still the incumbent. And the people of Georgia replaced them with a black man and a Jewish man. Oh, that's got to hurt. The anger in their faces today, storming the Capitol, knowing this, the blacks, the Jews, the women, they're all taking over. And, and they've gone friggin' insane. They have to be stopped. They have to be arrested. They have to be tried. There has to be consequences for their actions today. That's the loving thing to do. To make sure that this day, which has never really happened in our history, where our own people have taken over our United States Congress. Never in history till today that this never happened again. This this stain on us will be read about for years and decades to come. And we let it happen because nah, nobody really wanted to go after Trump that much. The media tried to respect him. You know, you got to respect the office. Got to respect the presidency. You got to um, didn't want to didn't want to call him the traitor that he is and was. 
Just before I came in here, I heard the word sedition. Finally, well, even Biden said it in his talk today. It bordered on sedition. Bordered. You, you storm the Capitol building. You take it over. Shots are fired. There's somebody already shot that just before I came in, critical condition. Listen, I'm going to get back. I want to. I want to uh, get back and talk to Congressman Kildee, and um, I want to talk to a couple other members of Congress uh, that are friends, and get more information on what happened, what's really going on, and um, I just ask that the media please use the correct language. These are not protesters. This is an act of terrorism. I know if you want to say domestic terrorism, that's okay. It softens it a little bit, maybe. Helped you out to say it. But you better start calling Trump for what he really is. You still got two weeks, folks. You can say it, what he really is. He's a fucking traitor. And he hates this country so much. His narcissism, his sociopathness is... His psychopath. Is, he's, he's such a... I can't believe we got through the four years almost. It's just when you stop and think about it. It's like we almost made it. Will we get through the next 24 hours? Will we get through the next two weeks until this man is inaugurated and Kamala Harris is our new vice president? Please be safe. Those who are protecting them, protect them. Those of you who are active in your communities, and and um, I know I hear from a lot of you, you're sometimes you're very afraid of what can happen. I understand that. I've had to live many years with my own security. I, I, the door, I have a the door to where I live has to be a a metal door that you can't get through. Triple and quadruple locked. But remember, there's a reason to act with courage and decency and realistic hope in our fellow Americans. They're with us. Our Georgian Americans are with us. Look what they did to help us yesterday. God bless everyone in Georgia. Thank you for that. And um, thank you all for checking in. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do this again uh, later tonight after we see more and have more information about what's, uh, what's uh, coming in. And uh, I haven't been able to read everything that's been scrolling. There's so many people here. Uh, but um, um, I'll find out more. And maybe some of what I said has either been updated, corrected, changed, whatever. But I didn't want to wait much longer because I've been dealing with this since a little after one o'clock this afternoon and just stunned at first that the uh, cable news wasn't immediately covering it. And of course Fox was because, you know, and, and there were many Fox commentators poo-pooing it, but boy, a great moment, a great moment for them. All right, my friends, um, let's hope we get through this. Those who pray, pray. Those who act, act. Send letters to your members and your senators. And God damn it, never vote for a Republican again. That This is the end of them. It's, it's very American. The Whig Party, 
went away. There was a uh, there was the what was the the Democratic Republican Party very early on went away. The Federalist Party went away. There there this has to go away too. I'm sorry, folks. Those of you who thought of yourselves before as good Republicans who don't support what happened today, form a new party and make your pitch to people to join it. But the current Republican Party, the White People's Party, done. Done and done. God bless all of you. Um, let's uh, really hope for the best here. And to my uh, few friends there in Congress, um, if you're watching this right now, please uh, please be safe. Please know that, that this isn't the end of it unless we take care of the people who did this. It's, it's very critical. And God, we have the votes in the Senate now. We literally could impeach him, try him. Voice vote will take an hour in the House. Uh, give him a day for his trial and then out. Don't even let him get to, to Inauguration Day. If we lived in a, a true, just country, he would have already been arrested in the last hour. Never again. Never again, my friends. Okay, be well, please. Thank you very much.